Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. morning happy tuesday to you hope it's starting off well for you it's gonna start off a little bit sticky out there but it could be worse in fact it will be worse later on this week what are they what were they calling it a heat dome so we're gonna get the heat dome later on this week but just just the edge of it not not as bad as it was in some other places but get ready for our first official heat wave of the summer and of course if you're not familiar a heat wave is three straight days of 90 degree temperatures which i don't know about you but i don't need it to be 90 degrees for me to for me to consider it hot for me a perfect day would be 65 to 70 degrees crisp wind crunchy leaves on the ground oh yeah wait that's fall that's because fall is the best. Summer is just the season that we have to endure to get to fall, so we appreciate it that much more when it arrives. It's not that I dislike summer. I just dislike heat, humidity, going outside, the sun. To me, fall is where it's at, but I'm sure you know, you're enjoying your summer. People tell me all the time, why do you live in New England? Because you hate the snow. I do. I hate snow with a passion. It makes me angry. Even hearing snow in the forecast, like four or five days out, I start to get mad. So I hate snow. I hate the heat. I should go somewhere where there's a moderate temperature all the time. But you know what? I love it in New England with everything else. It's just the weather. The weather is what bothers me. So hopefully it doesn't bother you too much. Hopefully you stay cool. And hopefully you are making plans to uh, make sure that not only are you as cool as you can be later on this week, but that others around you will be as well. Because remember, it's not just, you know, it's not just the heat that gets people sometimes. It's the, the stifling conditions, the air quality. They might seem like they're built to handle, oh, I can handle the heat. I don't mind the heat. But then, you know, the air becomes harder to breathe. And anybody that has breathing issues... When it's hot and humid like that, it's only exacerbated. So keep an eye out on your friends and neighbors and family and make sure that you do all that you can to keep yourself and them cool. It's funny because everywhere I've gone, I've seen air conditioners for sale. And and usually this late in the summer, it'd be hard to walk into a store and find 
an air conditioner. Certainly not on sale. But I've noticed more sales of them because people just aren't buying them because they realized, well, electricity was kind of expensive this for most of the past year since last summer. And it's not that bad where I live. So I don't need to put in an air conditioner. Me, on the other hand, is, once I get to the point that I feel I need it once, it's just on all the time. So I think that... Uh, I'll probably pay for that on the back end, but I do that thing where I can spread my payments out through the course of the year. So it's, it's never too bad and I can budget. That might not be the best plan for you, but I would recommend it if it is something that uh, you worry too much about your summer bills with the air conditioning or your winter heating with your gas or electric bill. Then I like to spread it all out that way there. It makes it easier to figure out how much I have to put toward it each month. And no matter how much I try to budget, of course, it's still a scramble most of the time. But at least at least I have a number in mind. As opposed to opening up the bill and saying, what, it's how much? I still look at the bill and say, what, it's how much? But at least I know I'm paying this much when I send off the, uh, the payment. I was going to say when I send off the check, but I haven't written a check in forever. I'm, I'm totally... Uh, pay online kind of guy. My dad was just asking me the other yesterday. I stopped by to visit him and my mom and we were talking about something and he goes, you know, when you call in and you make the payment and I was like, what? I haven't done that in a long time. I just go online and make the payment. But I haven't gotten yet to the point where I just auto pay. Are you an auto pay person? Do you just have your bills come out every month automatically? I can't, I can't get on board with the auto pay. For a couple of reasons. One, I want to look at the bill. And if I auto pay, I won't look at the bill. Does it matter? Can I affect how much it's going to cost by looking at the bill? No, but I like to look because it, it will make me cautious. If I've, if I've looked at, especially with your um, Eversource electric bill, if, you have one, if, if that's who you have and you have an Eversource electric bill, you can look and see and compare what was your usage this month compared to last month or this month compared to the same month last year. And you can kind of see how you're trending. And I will use that to guide me to say, well, you know what? Maybe I don't need to leave that light on. For example, I, I run the air conditioner, as I said, but I have a, a, a ceiling fan with a light, you know, a light and a ceiling fan in the same room. And I will often leave that light on with the fan on because the two are working together. I can't get them to work independently. But I'll often leave that on so that the fan is circulating some of that air conditioning through the rest of the house. But if I look at my bill and I see that I've gone up 40 or 50 bucks from the month before, well, that's the first thing to go off. So, you know, it's a little bit of strategy involved. Anyway... 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and discuss whatever you would like to discuss. So that meeting that happened last night of the licensing board, uh, as you heard um, Adam mention that the licensing board went forward with this plan to ban NIPS in the city of New Bedford. But um, I got an interesting note last night from Marcus, who was getting some information from the meeting or I don't know if he was at the meeting, but he sent a message saying there's going to be a Freedom of Information Act request 
and an ethics complaint filed on the NIP ban. It was an open meeting law violation. He said, oh, he, he said he spoke to someone who was at the meeting. It passed unanimously with no debate. Said they cut off speakers, that it was loud, that there were lots of people, and only three people spoke in favor, and at least one of them was from Fairhaven. So interesting information that came out of that. We will see what happens. I mean, I, I think if there's a complaint filed, I don't think that that supersedes the ban going forward. I don't think that that means that they have to have another meeting about it until the complaint is investigated and a ruling is determined. So as of right now, you can plan on the NIP ban. Now, do you really think it's going to make that much of a difference? Uh, you know, we heard Jack Spillane mention yesterday, I forget if he said if it was, if it was Lowell, he said, I, th I believe, that saw incidents of transient behavior, you know, decrease. That basically, the homeless people hanging around downtown decreased. And while that may occur here as well, I don't think it's going to go away completely. I don't think the homeless issue is going to be solved by, or at least the homeless hanging around downtown issue, is going to be solved by a lack of NIP availability. He talked about the bottles getting into the storm drains and, and causing pollution. And, and I, listen, I let Jack have his say, and, and I agree with a lot of his points. But I also don't think that nips are that much of the problem. I know he disagreed with me. But I, I think there's far more issues than just that, and you're banning one thing and not the others. So I, I, I don't know. I couldn't get behind the idea of this ban. It seemed arbitrary to just pick one part of the problem and say that we're going to ban that. Maybe you want to say, well, because there's multiple problems that stem as a result of it. It's not just the littering. It's not just the pollution. It's not just the ability to drink alcohol and then drive. Now, I'm not a, a scientist, nor am I a law enforcement officer. So I don't know how much a nip affects you in terms of being able to, to drive, to function. I don't know what your blood alcohol content would be from having one nip. And obviously it's going to be different from person to person. But I, I, I can't tell you because I've never just, I've never drank a nip. I've sipped a nip. I've opened one up to try something and said, oh, that's pretty good. Or, oh, I, I like that. I might buy a, a larger bottle of that sometime. And then I never do because I don't really drink that much. I have a liquor cabinet actually in storage. I'm sure the liquor bottles probably exploded in the heat. But I have a liquor cabinet that had bottles in it going back to the 90s. Things that I bought that I, you know, made a, might have had a couple of drinks out of. And then it's just sitting there. 
And in that liquor cabinet, I actually have nip bottles that I opened up, tasted, and put into the cabinet. Said, I'll save that for something later. So I've, I've never actually drank a whole one, like, straight up. I've taken one and mixed it into a, another drink. When I used to go and sit in my mother-in-law's pool after work, I grabbed the, was it the orange cream culotta? Or the orange culotta? I think I used to have them mix the orange and the vanilla. And then I would get a vodka nip from the liquor store next door and put that into the culotta. And that's my drink that I would sip while I was sitting in the pool. But I've never been, I'm just going to shoot this nip and get in the car kind of person. So I don't understand it. And I don't know that it would affect me that much. And I don't drink. So if I have two beers, I'm buzzed. I'm pretty buzzed. I don't drive if I've had two beers. One beer, I will. But two, nope, got to sit for a couple hours. At least an hour before I'll leave and have a glass of water. So I don't, maybe I'm not the, the best person to judge whether or not a nip is affecting somebody. Now, the question is, well, how many are they buying? And how many times are they stopping for one? But as has been pointed out by critics of the idea of a nip ban, all you're doing is telling them instead, buy a larger bottle. They'll buy a larger bottle as a result of it. And and I don't I don't think he'll mind me mentioning that uh, he's make, making this point here. But Jack just texted me. He said, listening as I do every morning show, one big difference between nips and water bottles versus lottery tickets, coffee cups, and lots of other litter is that plastic doesn't degrade. It takes something like thousands and thousands of years. Right. But there's other plastic things besides nip bottles. There are other plastic items that we are not looking to ban that cause pollution. Look at the how many... Duncan cups end up in the in the river and in the ocean. But nobody's knocking down their door and saying, you know what? You've got to switch to glass. We've got to go back to the ceramic mugs they used to have. Remember that? Remember when you used to walk into Duncan and they had counter seats? And you could sit in the at the counter and they would bring you over a hot mug of coffee in that ceramic mug, and then they would refill your coffee. Do you remember those days? Kids, once upon a time, you could actually sit at the counter at Dunkin', when it was called Dunkin' Donuts, when the donuts were twice the size and a third of the price, and you could have your, your donut and your coffee. There were no snack wraps or whatever I call them there. There was no more, there was no uh, avocado toast. You know what? There weren't even bagels then. You got donuts. You got the the donut sticks. And I think they had muffins then. That's what your choice was. And the coffee roll. The coffee roll has kind of gone down in popularity over the years. But the coffee roll used to be the staple. But you would get that, you would sit down, 
You would eat that on a on a plate, on a ceramic plate, and drink your coffee out of a ceramic mug. And they wanted you to stay. It wasn't about getting your coffee and leaving. I know, it's a crazy world. There's videos of it. Look it up on YouTube. WGBH put out a great video a few years ago about it. Fun 107 wrote an article about it. I forget. I think Maddie. Either Maddie wrote it or I wrote it. I don't remember. But there was an article about being able to sit down. I think it was Maddie. Being able to sit down at the counter and enjoying your Dunkin'. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break and we'll be back in just a few moments. And, you know, I was thinking... Going back to those uh, those moments in my mind of when you could sit at the counter of Dunkin' Donuts, I was thinking about when there was a time when, you know, it, it wasn't about moving everybody out of every business as fast as you could. It wasn't about the turnover. And if you remember, those of us who who went to smaller independent places in those days... It wasn't just about how fast can they serve you, how much can they sell you. It was about giving you the best quality experience. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, the places that are trying to turn over the tables aren't giving you a good quality experience. But it just, it you know, I, I, I remember spending, it was always over an hour for my family to go out to eat, at least, no matter where we went. And nowadays, I think families are getting out of places in like 35, 40 minutes. Depending on, you know, how fast the service is and, and what they've ordered. But I remember those days when they didn't force you. Maybe maybe it's just different. Maybe it's because I was younger and I didn't realize time passes differently when you're young. I remember, ask me how long it took to go from being five years old to 10 years old. I'm going to tell you that was a lifetime. Now ask me how long it took to be to go from 40 to 45. About 2 minutes. So it really it, time does change a little bit differently. So maybe maybe don't uh don't go with my analysis of it. Uh, another thing that we will talk about today is I have an article up at wbsm.com and on the app regarding the flag policy in Rochester. This new flag policy that they came out with uh, at the July 10th select board meeting, which came about because I guess CMAS donated two flagpoles to the town. The town only had one town-owned flagpole. So CMAS donated two more, and the board of selectmen, or the select board rather, decided we should come up with a flag policy since we have these flags, and we don't want to run into some incidents like, like some other places have. And by the way, a lot of the issues about this come down to that uh, that case from Boston. Where it was determined that you have to let, if you're going to let one religious group fly a flag, you have to let another religious group fly a flag. And so that, more than anything, is why a lot of municipalities are putting out these flag policies. It's not about trying to keep certain flags off the flagpole. It's about trying to not have to continuously change the flags on the flagpole. 
And so with Rochester coming up with this new flag policy, I read the policy. It says that only four types of flags can fly on town-owned flagpoles. The U.S. flag, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts flag, the town of Rochester flag, and the military flags for the branches of service and for POWMIA. No other flags are to be permitted on town-owned flagpoles. And the group Tritown Against Racism has a little free diverse library that was built and installed right outside the front door of the Joseph Plum Library. And on that little free library, they little free diverse library, they had a small diversity flag sticking out of the top of that little box. And they were informed by the library administration that they had to remove that flag because of the town's new flag policy. Which does not equate to the language that is in the flag policy. So I stopped by the library yesterday. I talked to the head librarian, the library director rather, and she told me she didn't want to comment on it. All she said was that the Board of Trustees of the Library sets policy. They're meeting in September. They would talk about it then. But I'm not sure that they actually had the right to tell them to remove that flag, at least not currently. So we can talk about that. You can check out the story at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, but right now, it is time to go in the newsroom with Adam Bass. The Biden administration is suing Texas over a floating border wall. The system of buoys, which is floating the Rio Grande near the town of Eagle Pass, has the support of the Border Patrol Union. Nevertheless, the Justice Department filed a lawsuit Monday after a deadline it had given Texas to remove the barrier passed. In the lawsuit, the DOJ claims Texas officials need to request permission from the federal government before putting the barrier in place. Texas Governor Greg Abbott defended the barrier in a letter to President Biden on Monday, saying Texas used its constitutional authority to fight illegal border crossings and added, Texas will see you in court, Mr. President. Protests are rocking Israel after Parliament passed a law weakening the country's Supreme Court. Lawmakers unanimously approved a key portion of a controversial judicial overhaul pushed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The vote came after lawmakers opposed to the bill stormed out of the chamber that day. The measures removed the court system's ability to strike down unreasonable government decisions. Critics say it undermines democracy in Israel. An Arkansas truck driver is being sentenced to four years in prison for his role in the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Peter Stagger repeatedly beat a police officer with a flagpole as the officer was being dragged down the Capitol steps. In a video taken that day, Stagger said death is the remedy for every single one of those Capitol law enforcement officers. This week, a judge sentenced him to over four years in prison after Stagger said he took full responsibility for his actions. In Michigan, backpacks are being allowed this fall in Grand Rapids Public Schools after they were banned last year. Larry Johnson is the GRPS Executive Director of Public Safety and School Security. We're highly recommending uh, those parents uh, who choose to uh, select a backpack that they consider a clear backpack. The ban was put in place after four guns were found in schools last year. The school year starts August 22nd.
President Biden will be designating a new national monument to honor Emmett Till and his mother, Mammy Till Mobley. The 14-year-old black child from Chicago was kidnapped, beaten, and brutally murdered in Mississippi by white supremacists in 1955. His killing spurred the civil rights movement. Biden will sign a proclamation today on what would have been Emmett Till's 82nd birthday to establish the Emmett Till and Mammy Till Mobley National Monument at three sites. They include two sites in Mississippi and at one in a church in Chicago's south side. The Roberts Temple Church of God in Christ in Bronzeville is where Till's funeral was held. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is supporting his fellow actors in the ongoing sag after strike. According to a new report from Variety, The Rock made a seven-figure donation to the sag after Foundation to help offset financial difficulties. The foundation reached out to over 2,000 of the Guild's highest-paid members and implored them to donate, which clearly touched the hearts of many, including The Rock. SAG-AFTRA announced it was the largest donation that they've ever received from someone at one time, and the money will help thousands of actors receive financial assistance. In sports, the Red Sox are back after a day off yesterday to face off against the Atlanta Braves at Fenway Park tonight at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC 6 local weather forecast. We'll expect a mixture of some sun and clouds throughout the day. We'll be reaching a high of 84, but we do have about a 20% chance of catching a spot shower or thunderstorm. I think most of those will graze by us or stay mostly to the north, but we'll be clearing out after about 8 o'clock tonight. Overnight tonight, humid and partly cloudy, low of 70. And for tomorrow, turning up the heat, mostly sunny and humid, high of 85. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm, oh, it is currently 68 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's new stock station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Think of it as breakfast for your mind. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in you can also send your thoughts via the wbsm app uh steve in fairhaven says hi tim do you remember when mcdonald's used to have paper cups for their drinks now they're all plastic i'm sure it's cheaper to produce and it always comes down to money i think um i think those paper cups were a bit more of an issue because if you remember they were coated in wax so that made it harder for those to break down. But those th- th- they had to be covered in wax or else those cups would have turned to mush. And the original, well, I don't know if they're original, but at least original to my life, McDonald's cups would sweat. I mean, the plastic cups sweat too if you've got an icy drink on a hot day. That, the condensation is going to happen anyway. But those paper cups were just horrible. And then, of course, they had to make the change for hot drinks for coffees because of the person that burned themselves. Which I think still goes down in history as the most ridiculous lawsuit ever 
I didn't realize that hot coffee was going to be hot enough to burn me. But McDonald's didn't have a warning label on the coffee, so they're liable. Here's a bunch of money. But those cups back in those days were, I, I wouldn't want to see those return. Those were probably not good for the environment at all. Probably worse than the plastic cups that they're using now. The other thing, too, is another big part of the waste, and they did away with it, was the people who would order their iced coffee from Dunkin' but then have to get the styrofoam cup around the outside of it, too. Because it supposedly kept it colder or, or whatever. So great. So now you double cup that. Now there's two cups that we have to worry about environmentally. Just buy a reusable koozie. Or keep a styrofoam cup in your car. Put the coffee in it and then take it out when you throw it away and leave that cup and save it. Which I think a lot of people did once they started charging you for the cup. I never understood it, never saw the big deal, never saw the need. How long does it take you to drink your iced coffee that you're worried about keeping it cold that much? I mean, granted, if I go and get one and I put it on my desk, I usually don't even finish it. But I would think if you're out there hot enough where you have to worry about keeping your iced coffee cold, you're going to be consuming it all. Also, I remember... The McDonald's straws back in those days, they had the, the really wide straws. No matter how wide they were, you still couldn't get the shake through them. Go back to that old, old Sinbad joke, you cannot finish a shake from McDonald's. Back in those days, that was true, but they had those wide straws. Now, a lot of times when I go somewhere and get a drink, I'm like, why am I even bothering to get a straw? They're, they're smaller, they're thinner. They're, they basically cut them in half in terms of the, the width. And it's, it's almost painful to try and get liquid through them. I'm, I've got a reusable straw. Got a metal reusable straw over in my desk. I'll just use that. I have a couple at home. I'll just use those. Still being environmentally responsible without having to turn myself blue trying to get my drink. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Well, you're already, you're already blue in my book, Tim. <laughs> hey, uh, did you hear about that lawsuit uh, that just got, I guess, that, that just, just got settled from McDonald's? No, which one? Another lawsuit. So this lady, I don't know where she was from, but she was from somewhere in the States, and um she uh, she was driving. She she got her drive through. Um, or she got I guess she got her daughter uh, you know a happy meal. She put the happy meal in the back seat for her kid, and I guess her kid was like three or four years old, you know. And uh, she, she got the chicken nuggets, and I guess the daughter dropped one of the chicken nuggets on her her thigh, and got um, like second degree burns on her thigh, and she she sued McDonald's for fifteen million dollars. She ended up and she ended up settling for eight hundred thousand. That was like last week. That's probably the hottest chicken McNugget in history. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You know, it's like I just heard you talk about the one with the coffee, and then they had to put the, the you know caution hot contents on the coffee. But it's like it's like what are they going to have to start doing? Wow! I almost just got 
clipped over on 95 South in New York. Holy crap. By the way, uh, he, he's using hands-free just before anybody oh, gets yeah, concerned. I, had, I am hands-free. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, no, but that was uh, – that was well, – I just lost my train of thought. But, yeah, that was, like, the craziest lawsuit, like, right now that's going on right now. Because now what are they going to do? I have to put caution, don't give you, uh, you know, three-year-old, uh, you know, chicken nuggets in the backseat of the car while you're driving. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's, it's probably not a it's not a, probably not a good idea anyway. Like, I I don't know that I would feed a three year old while they're driving in the back yeah. seat without somebody being able to turn around if they start choking. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I thought. You know, instantly being a dad, I'm like, well, what if that kid started choking and you're on the highway? What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? And how are you gonna find out that they're even choking? Yeah. You know, crazy. Yeah, and I just figured I'd let you know about that lawsuit. Look it up. You'll get a kick out of it. I just hundred thousand dollars though. I just can't believe a, a McNugget was ever that hot. I've, they've always been room temperature when I've gotten them. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, they pull them out of those little warmers, you know. But these, these ones must have just came out of the fryer later. They must have just threw them right in the... Yeah, but even uh, then, to give her a second-degree burns, you would have thought it was too hot to be in the little cardboard container. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you be safe out there. Yeah, yeah, I'll try. All right, I'll talk to you later. Take it easy. And uh, 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in. I mean, I, I don't know. Part of me wants to say you shouldn't have to do extreme things like put caution hot on hot food. But then the other part of me knows that people are dumb. It's a combination of two things. People are dumb and people love to sue. And if they see a chance to get money, they'll go for it. And that's why I'm sure they were asking for an exorbitant amount like $15 million because then they knew they could settle for a high amount because McDonald's is not going to go to court and fight this lawsuit. It would be bad optics for them to go and say, well, we, we don't care that a, a little girl got burned. So they end up settling for 800000 which which to them is, is nothing. $15 million would have been nothing to McDonald's. They've probably gotten that out of me in my lifetime. I'm just kidding. I haven't earned anywhere close to that. But still, they, they don't care about the money. They just care about the optics, which is why they put that hot label on there. You know, they were told they had to put it on the coffee, so then they put it on other things. And now, I guess, maybe they got to put it on the McNugget box, too. That mom was probably at fault, too, for not putting her hand on the nuggets and being like, ah, hold on, honey, these are just a little bit too hot. You can have them in a minute. Because what do you think a three-year-old's going to do with a McNugget when they get it in their hands? They're immediately going to shove it into their mouth. So even if it hadn't burned her leg, it would have burnt her mouth. Or her hands as she tried to put it in her mouth. But people are dumb. People are dumb. And unfortunately, we have to warn people. When, when, when people ask me how stupid society can be, I always answer with the same response. Well, they had to put instructions on a shampoo bottle, didn't they? And... The, the downside to those instructions is it just says lather, rinse, repeat if desired, but it never says to stop. So it's an endless cycle. I just keep repeating 
And I don't know why I desire repeating so much, but I just keep lather, rinse, repeating over and over again. Never get out of the shower. 508-996-0500. Back in a few. Um. If you're going to be stepping out for some breakfast, why not step on over to Just Another Phoenix in North Dartmouth? Because over there, you can get all of your breakfast favorites and you can get all their creative specials as well. You never know what you're going to find on the menu when you go into Just Another Phoenix. Well, I can tell you one thing you will find is delicious food. And today is Tuesday, so seniors get free coffee with a purchase of a breakfast. So head on over there to Just Another Phoenix. It's on Fonts Corner Road in North Dartmouth. If you have time to sit down and sit inside and have a nice breakfast, you know, some relaxing time where you can sit down, read the paper, talk with someone, whatever it may be, they, it's a great place for that. But if you don't have that kind of time, you can always get their full menu through their drive through window. Just call ahead, tell them what you want. You pull up to the window, they hand you your food, you're on your way. You can go enjoy your delicious breakfast wherever it is that you need to be at that time. Maybe it's the beach, maybe it's in the office, whatever it may be. So check them out. Just another Phoenix are located on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Just uh, if you're heading from uh, the from the mall side of things, if you're heading north there, just go past Health Tracks. Uh, the former VF outlet, for those of you not familiar, just head past that. And then a little bit past that on the left-hand side, you will see the sign for just another Phoenix. And they are waiting to cook you up something delicious. All right, let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning, Tim. Morning. Um, in, remember the, the six packs of beers with the um, plastic around? Is that still around there, or are they all that too? Um, so the plastic rings? I don't know. I think yes. they still. I think they still have those. I know. I was wondering. I I got all about that. But yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of beers that right. now have like these these hard plastic ones, which I guess oh, are yeah. probably <laughs> they're probably harder for animals to get caught in. But I think also part of it is it it looks like a fancier packaging when you're buying a fifteen dollar yeah. six pack. Yeah, I know. right. I know they were worried about the seagulls choking with them that, that time around the beach. Um, and then also, also now if they're going to get rid of the nips, now they have those little bottles in the uh, grocery store too, those um, like shots of the energy drink. Yep, a little like five-hour energy. Yeah, those little tiny bottles. Mm -hmm. They have those in there too. Yeah, those are the pretty much the same idea, just yeah. not alcoholic. No. It really doesn't even matter because there's no, uh, I don't know. But anyway, um, and then I made a sandwich the other day. <laughs> um, it was leftover. We had brunch that day, and there was leftover um, 
Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't. The eggs there, the... Um, deviled eggs? The deviled eggs. Jeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with um, bacon with some, some left over. So um, that night, there was the kids were playing baseball, so nobody was making a big supper. So I just made a sandwich with... I smashed it on the on toast with the bacon and um, a little bit of mayonnaise. It was very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I when yeah. I used to have egg salad sandwiches when I worked at, uh, yeah. at the diner, I would always put bacon on my egg salad yeah. sandwiches. Makes all the difference in the world. I did, too, when I worked at Stasto. We also used to have a sandwich. Called, it was a ham salad and egg salad sandwich together. Oh, okay. Uh, one, of and, the, uh, one of the popular ones at the diner was ham and pickle salad. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it was hot. Cho- salad. Chopped ham and pickle. So you chopped up, you know, we, we would dice up the uh, the boiled breakfast ham. We would di- dice that up really small, put that into yeah. a bowl, uh, take some pickles, chop those up, put it into the bowl, a little salt, pepper, garlic, onion, mix that around with some may- mayonnaise, and then that was the sandwich. People people went nuts for that. Oh, yeah, I love pickles anyway. Sounds good. I thought oh, it was a weird were- sandwich, yeah. but uh, I, I, oh. but once I tasted it, I saw the saw the appeal. <laughs> I thought the ham salad and egg salad was, too, but then they did a tuna and uh, egg salad, too. And we used to sell a lot of that. Um, anyway. Well, you have a good day. You as well. Now I'm hungry for yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> Take it easy. All right. See you. Bye. 508-996-0500. For those of you who are uh, new to hearing me, I talk a lot about sandwiches. And the 9 o'clock show, we had entire... Days devoted to sandwich talk. We brought a sandwich to a, a, a permanent menu in New Bedford. I wrote about the Francesina sandwich. And it became such a popular thing that the restaurant that I wrote about, Algarve, they said, we're just going to put it on the menu. And now they have a Francesina section of the menu. And you can get one every day. The power of talk radio when it comes to the popularity of sandwiches. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, in just a few seconds, we're going to be heading into the newsroom, ABC News with all your national and international headlines, and then Adam Bass with all your South Coast news stories. We'll talk more on the other side about the NIP ban, and it will be challenged. Uh, We can talk more about that as well. If you are somebody who wants to see... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.